Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Ken Gray, holistic physician. As always, we have a wonderful guest with us uh, this time, not in the studio, but on the phone, and it's a repeat. We have a revisit, a remix <laughs> with Mr. Ricky Williams. Thank you for joining us, sir. Oh, thanks for having me back. So, I had a good time. yeah, no, it was it was super important to do so. Um, it was an immediate thought that um, part of what you said in our last interview had uh, something to do with astrology. And, you know, I've always wanted to do a show um, that would sort of discuss the stars and how they affect us as human beings. I had a deeply religious father, a very uh, Christian dad raised by him. Um, my dad who raised me, I always call him because he was my biological, but he was one who took over from the age of eight and uh, brought me into manhood. And he would say to me, you know, uh, you know, I believe, you know, God is in control. I believe that we are part of our makers of our destiny and have free will, but there's something to be said about <laughs> those stars <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and we're all born under one. He said his grandmother would tell him how we were all born under a star and then they have something to do with our lives. And, you know, we would never really get into more than that. But then, you know, I thought here's this genuinely brilliant man. He's lived quite a life, quite a few lives in his early years. And um, I said, well, he's got to know something if he's really uh, claiming to, to have studied astrology. So why don't I bring him back? You agreed, and here we are, sir. Thank you again for joining us. Wow. Yeah, great intro. Yeah, so, you know, I guess a good place to start is, is how I found astrology. And it's an interesting story. Um, and it reminds me. Uh, you know, in some of, some of my studies in studying indigenous cultures and their uh, rites of initiation, you know, typically, um, you know, the teenagers, you know, are, are taken away from their, their mothers and they're put through some kind of ordeal that, that wakes them up to the reality of life on this earth, right, on this planet, okay? And part of the, a lot of the initi initiation processes where they were given tools, Right, you see this also in mythology where the where the gods give the hero tools, weapons, and given a tool to be able to navigate the world. Okay, and um, I felt like my initiation really into the spiritual side of life came you know, when I retired from the Dolphins back in 2004, and you know I had pretty much put all of who I was into being a famous football player, and when I you know came to the difficult realization that you know, that was only a small part of my path. 
it was scary. You know, everything I had been to that point, I had defined, uh, as I flashed back, it had been defined by being an athlete. And so at this place where I was starting over and and literally coming to terms with the real world, you know, I became a civilian. Um, It was difficult. And around this time, I was in Northern California studying Ayurveda, and I took a yoga class. And something about the yoga class touched me deeply. And so I approached the teacher and asked, where can I take more of these classes? And he directed me to an ashram that was only 25 minutes away. And so that Saturday, I got the courage to, you know, I was only a couple months removed from being a football player. And an ashram was a very scary idea to me. I I, I didn't know what it was, but I had a sense that there was something valuable for me there. Hmm. So I went to the ashram and the very first day I was there, I took the yoga class and I I was having brunch and the, the spiritual leader of the of the community came to me and, and someone had told her I was a football player and she was an astrologer and she came up to me and she looked at me and she said, where's your Mars? And I looked <laughs> at her and I said, I, I don't know idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and she asked me again, she said, where's your Mars? I said, I don't know. So she said, someone told me you're a football player and, and I'm, I'm curious about where your Mars is. Will you come talk to me after you're done eating? Hmm. So I said, I said, yes, of course. And so, I went to her house, and, and she asked for my birth information, and I'm a twin, and so part of my birth time is kind of part of my story. And so I knew my birth time off the top of my head, and I gave it to her, and she put the information in a computer, and the next two hours, I had the most profound conversation with anyone I've had in my in whole entire life. And, and that's called charting? That, that she did your chart, I believe? My chart, yeah. yeah. So you put, you put it, I mean, there's, there's software now. You put in someone's birth information, and it spits out a, a graph or a chart. Yeah. And astrologers learn to read the chart. And I think and so, also the time in which you're born has a factor, if I recall. It does, yeah. yeah. It sure does. Time and place, yeah. yeah. And so we, we talked, and the most profound thing I got out of it was I felt seen. I felt seen in a way that I never felt seen in my life by a complete stranger. And the insight that I got from that was whatever she, whatever tool she's using is, is extremely effective. And, and I we had an instant connection and I asked her, I said, will you please teach me? And she started to teach me. And that was about 16 years ago. And I'm, you know, I've really dedicated a large chunk of my time and energy to, to trying to really understand this, this art. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, it really helps you tune into and, and recognize synchronicities, magic in life. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people aren't really clear about what astrology is or how to use it. And the way I think about it, you know, it's a way to hone our intuition. You know, when you get a sense about something but you're not quite sure and, and you look at the placement of the planet, something that's been going on since time began, literally, you know, that there's, there's logic there. Mm-hmm. And when you find that your own personal intuition maps on to this, greater map, you know, it helps you feel better and helps you feel more confident in the choices you make. And then when you see the results, you know, it becomes something that you can't deny. You know, I I read a a piece recently, um, and by definition, astrology is the study of the movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world. Now, that as a sentence or as a definition, it, it doesn't sound hokey. It doesn't sound um, crazy or out there or mystical. Really, it just sounds like our connecting as human beings 
as energy beings, as organic beings, whatever you, you know, all, all that encompass what we are to another level of what's physical and out there. So, you know, we are still grasping the idea that police officers and paramedics and, you know, different people that deal with health and emergencies around full moons will be busier. Like that yep. is, has been a common, you know, uh, conversation between all health practitioners and all people that are influenced by them. They say, you know, those days, those nights are always our busiest and always our craziest. Now you go further and you go into now, which is becoming an idea that a lot of people are gravitating towards during something called uh, retrograde phase of mercury. Mm. It's becoming a household thing that when you start having glitches in your phone and your computers and lines get dropped and communication between people and business deals and all those become incongruent or there's some disconnect, oh, let's check. Is Mercury in retrograde? Which, <laughs> you know, so so yeah. it seems like for the millennials and even you know the generation before whatever that is, I don't I don't really even know what all these different <laughs> things I know exactly, they have meanings, yeah. but I know that um, that now there is uh, what I read. They're saying that it's becoming more of a scientific study than it is such a spiritual or mystical um, study as it used to be. You know, something like you you had to go to someone that was, you know, outside of the scientific community to learn about this, but there is some relevance now that is bringing it into the scientific studies of things and how it connects just as the tides in the full moon. But what about further than the moon, you know, <laughs> what happens when other planets and other celestial bodies move? How does that affect us as individuals in our planet? Yeah. You know, so I have a slightly different definition of astrology, and it's it's um I think it's more palatable for a lot of people. You know, a, a way to think about it is, you know, around the middle of middle towards the end of March. Okay, we we call it the beginning of spring. All right, and astrologically, you know, the vernal equinox is the first day of Aries. Okay, um, and really, when you look at signs, you know, people talk about signs. Take it out of out of mystical uh, terminology and put it in very practical terminology. The the signs just represent parts of the year, seasons. You know, so if someone says they're an Aries, what they're saying is they were born the first month of spring. Uh-huh. Someone says they're a Gemini, it means they were born the third month of spring. Someone says they're a Capricorn, it means they're born the first month of winter. And so, it's, the signs are really based off the seasons, and in the same way. You know, when when the middle the middle of March comes, the middle of March doesn't cause spring to come. It doesn't cause the the weather to start getting warmer. Okay, the same way you know in the fall when when the sun enters Libra, that doesn't cause the leaves to start to change color. It's we you know from years and years of of observation, we notice you know certain times in the cycle of the year things things change, things happen. Okay. And this same idea, you can think of it as synchronicity. And I think the deepest definition of synchronicity, you know, the, the idea of timing, right? And, and so astrology works the same way, you know? And, and I'll use Capricorn as an example, you know? Uh, we live in, in you know, southern 
the southern part of the country, and so our winters are extremely mild, and, and South Florida even more mild than, than Southern California. But imagine living in, in Minnesota, you know, and winter comes, okay? If, you know, and if you go back in history, if you're in Minnesota and winter came and you didn't save your nuts, you know, you didn't dry your food, you didn't work hard to, to pack up stuff that you could survive, chances are you were going to die, you know? And so, and if, and if you didn't, you would go to the people that did save their nuts and ask them, hey, can I borrow some nuts, you know? Hmm. And, and if, you, if you know anyone who has, who's a Capricorn or has a lot of planets in Capricorn, you'll see typically they tend to be more conservative, you know, when it comes to money. They, they're always th- thinking about what might go wrong, right? How can I take care of myself? How can I build a solid foundation so that I can, I can endure, quote-unquote, the winter, you know? And, and this idea of, of timing, and, you know, we see it in, in vegetation, right? Certain grapes grown in certain locations at certain times of the year have different flavors, you know? and it's the same and it's the same with people and so I guess what I'm saying is I look at astrology and, and, and tracking the planets the same way that people look at a clock or look at a calendar mm. You know? mm. and, and yeah and so when I'm talking to someone and I see Saturn coming up close to the position of their Sun you know I tell them you know buckle down right there's, there's, you're gonna go through some difficulty and if you if you're conservative if you take care of yourself if you if you do a good job at reality testing and you have the ability to endure you'll come out on the other side with more self-dignity and more maturity if you don't you know you're gonna be upset you're gonna be sad things are not going to work out right and it's the same thing if if training camp is coming up and I didn't do a good job of getting in shape I'm gonna suffer those first three weeks of training camp but if I have enough discipline and maturity in the off season to take care of myself, when training camp comes, I'm ready. And when the season comes, I'm even stronger, and I have the stamina to be able to make it through the whole season. Right. So I do want to get into a few specifics to put that into perspective, but I kind of want to go back to what we talked about or what I was delving into with Mercury and retrograde and how you would translate that for people because, you know, I touched on it, but I'd like to hear your definition of that and, and why it's a, such a significant time and how we should deal with that as as people that are conscious of that time of year, which yeah, usually, great, usually happens great. about three times a year, I think. Three, three times a year for about 18 days, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and the truth is all the planets, except for the and I planets in quotation marks, and uh-huh. we can talk about that later, but all the planets go retrograde except for the sun okay. and the moon, okay? The two luminaries. But but Mercury all the way out to Pluto, they all they all spend some time in retrograde motion. And it really it really resonates with so everything in astrology that we look up in the sky, we interpret symbolically, right? And everyone experiences in life, right? Two steps forward, one step back. You, you know, life doesn't just go all the way forward. We, we all need time to reflect, right, to look at, you know, what was I thinking when I made that choice? Was that really a choice that was a, a wise choice, this, this reflective time, okay? And, and every planet in astrology represents a, a, a part of us, a, a human function. And the function of Mercury is our, is our perception, our thinking, and, and hence our communication, Okay. And so when Mercury goes retrograde, right, what, what it means is from the point of view of Earth, it looks as if Mercury is going backwards. And what this symbolizes is it's a time of reflection, you know. Uh, it, it's a time to, to look back at the, the past several months since the last time Mercury went and to, to think about, you know, what choices have I been making? Where am I headed? How do I feel about where I'm going? 
It's a reflective time. And so this experience of I'm trying to move forward, I'm trying to move forward, but it's not working. It's information that maybe it's time to reflect. Maybe it's not a time to move forward. Maybe through careful reflection, when Mercury goes direct, I have more clarity. I have more clarity about where I'm going. Right. So I, I have an interesting Mercury retrograde story, and it, it's it's when something really dawned on me. Is it, um, you know, I, I do a lot of work um, printing charts and and looking at stuff, and so my you know my printer is my best friend, all right. And you know now I think we're all enamored with uh, wireless printers. I mean, people don't even remember when you had to plug a USB cord into a printer, and so. I'm trying to, to get my wireless printer to work and it's not working and it's not working. And I banging myself on the head because I need, I need these documents and I don't have time to go to, you know, Kinko and, and get them printed. And so I, I think, Oh yes, it, it dawned on me. Oh yes. There used to be cords that we could hook up to our computer. And so I, I go in my cord drawer and I, you know, I, you know, spend about a half an hour looking through all the cords and I found somehow I found the USB cord and I plugged it into the, to the printer and plugged it into my cute, my computer and voila, it worked, you know? And it, what dawned on me is this idea of sometimes we get so caught up in, in moving forward. And sometimes if we slow down and, and review and, and think about the way things used to be done, right? Mm -hmm. Things that were, we've thrown away with the bathwater, you know, we can slow down and we can re-look at these things and, and hopefully gain something valuable from it. And this, you know, this little story, it really got me to slow down and appreciate, you know, the, the things that I've forgotten about that are that are truly valuable like usb cords <laughs> simple but effective and important it, it, uh, reflection and going inside um it it doesn't it might not reign um true with a lot of people or, or the ability to do that might be might not be as easy what what would you suggest as a good uh, method of exercise for that because everyone knows you're, you you have obviously you spoke about like off season and you know there's all these ways to stay healthy physically but mentally speaking and spiritually speaking how would one get into that way of being whereas you say okay what is reflection because that sounds natural to me that that's, yeah. you know so, we're speaking yeah, about it naturally but reflection could be a foreign word to probably the majority <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to, to acknowledge is that is that oftentimes, you know, reflection can be can be somewhat uncomfortable and, and, and somewhat painful, you know, especially when we reflect on our, our, our mistakes and the things that hurt us in the past. You know, but the truth is, you know, the idea of reflection means you have to turn back and you look towards the past. Right. And, and whether it's we're growing at, you know, really fast. Well, we're growing really slow. We're all making steps forward. And just the act of reflecting and looking back, we have the ability to look back with different different eyes. We've experienced more. We're wiser. And so we can reinterpret the past. And so a simple, a simple exercise, you know, Mercury's retrograde, reflect on the past three months and make a list of all the things that, that you're proud of that you accomplished in those three months and, all the, the, and make a list of the things that you're not so proud of. And, and, to take that reflection to the, to the next step, reflect on what thought processes did you use to achieve those successes and what thought processes did you use to achieve the things that you're not so proud about mm. and, and to reflect. And just that simple act, you know, yeah. light bulbs will go off. And, and so, yeah, the things that come to mind for me and, and when I'm speaking to patients that are concerned about this time of year, because it's become increasingly so as a physician where they're asking me about 
things that are happening in their lives and their families and their work and so forth. And they're saying, you know, is there something going on out there? Right. So <laughs> when you think of healthcare practitioners I and mean, you think of the general perception of, you know, you're physically, you're grounded, you're in a clinical situation, you're dealing with, you know, things that are tangible. But it's interesting when you're being asked, is there something going on up there or out yeah. there? And, you, and yeah. I know what they mean. They're seeing in the stars and the planets is something off is, is the energy of the system. Not just our system, not just my system, not just my family system, my work system, but the overall system, right? Is there something off? And and it causes me to sometimes inquire and say, oh, you know, and, and most times it's like Mercury and retrograde. That's the one thing because most people want to force things. They want to force a square into a yeah. circle, even though that... And, and they'll chisel off the sides, whatever. And as long as it gets into that circle, they don't care that there's, it's never was supposed to go in there. And then sometimes life becomes an accumulation of these squares and circles kind of things. And I don't know if that's the best example, but, you know, I see it all the time. And then sometimes I tell them, you know, th this was never supposed to be. So now you got to let it work out. And so yeah. patience, usually the things that make beautiful long-term situations are patience, kindness, you know, things that you know, in some spiritualities are like the fruits of the spirit, you know, patience, kindness, gentleness, <laughs> you know, self-respect and, and all these things, self-discipline. Um, and usually the things that are the opposite might be things that are aggressive in nature, right? Ego, ego driven. Uh, it has yeah. to be this way. Uh, greed, those things. And, and eventually they're going to catch up. So, yes, re reflection ends up being that time when you say, OK, Maybe instead of going into this business deal or um, broaching this subject with a loved one or, you know, taking this job or whatever it is, um, maybe I will just take a second, take a step back, you know, rest, go inside and kind of enjoy what I have and who I am and really just be for a little bit. Um, instead of go, 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 go. And, I, you know, it, right now as we're recording this, and people will be listening to this for many years to come, I'm sure. Um, the country, the world is going through this sort of forced rest. And yeah. I, I was watching Nat Geo and they were doing a, a special on the oceans. And on this special of this particular one, they were looking at viruses of the oceans that manage how the accumulation of certain species spread and overpopulate. And it, it, it made the point of saying this is how nature manages, you know, its its terrain, its its balance, and viruses are part of life. And it wasn't really in regards. I don't even know when this was recorded, but I doubt that it was in regards to what we as human beings feel that we are um, being subjected to right now. But in my household, in my family, and with those that talk with me. You know, the idea of remaining calm and utilizing this time to heal oneself becomes a part of this universal movement. Um, so when I talk to you about this now in astrology and the way you're putting it so plainly and simply and making us understand what it can be as a tool, I really can appreciate that from a health perspective, because at the end of the day, our lives really reflect our ability to pause <laughs> you know it's like dna and music and jazz and everything it's not just the notes it's the spaces in between so when, when i look at you know some things you're saying i, I want to get some specifics because in the few minutes we have left you know you've really broken it down for us but you know maybe uh 
what would someone, what else would someone utilize the tool of astrology for if they wanted to get a little bit extra clarity? Not guidance. I don't really necessarily, I think, you know, even DNA, we have our hand and our will is very important in, in even changing our own DNA. So I don't believe that everything is written in stone, so to speak. But I do like things that can help reinforce, like you said, and give some clarity. So what other tools could they use astrology for if they wanted to? Yeah. Um, so if, you know, I would, what I'm going to say next, I would, I would put it in the category of advice, but, uh -huh. but it, it's based on, it's based on free will. Mm. And so, and so some, the symbol is the symbolism, the two most powerful symbols that astrologers look to in a chart are represented by the sun and the moon. Mm. Okay. And, and so the sun and the moon, you know, there's so many images, pictures, statues that, that depict that, you know, this is the sun that represents the masculine or the, the young function, and the moon is more, is more yin, right? The moon reigns, rules the night, the sun rules, rules the day. And so if the, how that reflects on our, our, our own lives is the sun is, like, right, when the sun is up, people are more vital, right? They have more energy. The sun feeds everything. And so in a chart, when you when you move towards and honor the values of your sun sign, you'll see that you have more vitality. Mm. And, and I've found over and over again, this translates into the strength of the immune system. You know, and, and I'm sure you see it when someone feels vital and they have something to live for. Their abilities to recover and to heal are are, are so much stronger than someone who feels devitalized and is not sure where meaning is in that. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. The moon is, is more reactive or responsive you know it's like if you have a mood come up on you or or you have a dream or you have feelings things that arise from within that you have to respond to you know in, in times like this you know if you're feeling beat up you're feeling run down you know if you look to your moon sign it'll it'll give you information of how to take care of yourself you know just just sun and moon these two things taking care of them my immune system is strong and then when i feel beat up knowing how to to heal myself knowing how to come back to myself I mean, there's a wealth of information. I feel comfortable that our listeners feel a little bit more connected, not only to what's up there and out there, but themselves. <laughs> and I know and, that, and that, and that... That's exactly the target. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I just want to remind our listeners, too, that Real Wellness is a wonderful resource for products that you've created and, um, you know, thought, thoughtfully produced to be part of healing as well. And uh, that is realwellnessherbal.com. Ricky Williams, Mr. Ricky Williams, legendary Ricky Williams, thank you for joining us again and sharing so much wisdom with us. Well, thanks for having me. It's and, fun. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yes, right. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. Yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. See you next time. If you missed any portion of this show, it is available via Apple Podcasts as well as the um, Sorry. <laughs> Via Apple Podcasts as well as the uh, Public Radio Exchange. Thank you very much. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself.